Well, Psalm 26, verse 6, this is King David writing this psalm. He says this, I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. Let's go ahead and pray over our time in the word. Lord, we do come tonight, Lord, before you uh, in your presence, Lord, as we just sang songs of thanksgiving. And Lord, just help me as I tell of your wonderful, glorious uh, uh, presence and power and personality and who you are. Uh, the, as well as the rest of us. Lord, I just pray that you would speak to us tonight as we get in your word. Holy Spirit, help me as I unfold your word that I would unfold it and, and, and speak it clearly and accurately, Lord. Uh, we just are thankful for so much, Lord God, tonight and every day. We just ask that you would just continue to bless the remainder of our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we sit here tonight on the eve of, of Thanksgiving Day, uh, I'm sure that a lot of you have been maybe doing a lot of things, getting ready for tomorrow. Maybe uh, some of you are still, you have some things to do. How many of y'all would say, okay, I got people coming over tomorrow and I still have this, that, or the other to do? Let me see your hands if you're preparing for, okay, so a good, a good bit. You have some stuff going on that you have to do, you know. Um, and as I read this, uh, as I was last week, just um, as I'm reading through the book of Psalms again, and I read this verse, it just really popped out. I mean, I was thinking about the, the service tonight, and I thought about, man, just the three things that David said here I wanted to share with you. So, you know, as we were been doing a lot of things, getting ready for the holiday, and you might still have stuff to do tonight or tomorrow morning, uh, if you either have people coming over, you may be going to some families. I, I, these are a couple of things in this verse that show us what we also should be doing. So I want to encourage you to add this to your Thanksgiving to-do list. But these three things, I want to encourage you to move it to the top of your list, okay? So let's look at what David said. We're just going to take a few minutes here and, and, and look at this. The first thing is, is, is to come into the Lord's presence. And look, the first thing David says is, I come to your altar. Well, the altar symbolizes God's presence. The altar symbolizes God's presence. At the time when David was writing this and they had the temple or they had the Ark of the Covenant, they, they would go to the altar of God where the Ark was and that, that's where God's presence would reside. Well, we know that God's presence First and foremost, if we believe it lives inside of us. And when we come together, corporately like this to worship, we know that the presence of the Lord joins us as well, right? The Bible says that he is seated on the praises of his people, right? So when we come together in praise and worship, God's presence increases. Do you ever notice when you come to church in corporate worship, you, do you sense God's presence some more? You notice that? So, we, so he says, I come to the altar. And I, obviously, I'm assuming if you're here tonight, you came to get into the presence of the Lord is what, what I'm assuming. I'm hoping. So what should we do when we get into the Lord's presence? Well, a few things. One, we should give thanks, right? And we'll talk about that more in a minute. That's, that's the second point. Uh, but we also, of course, as we come into the Lord's presence, we give him praise and we give him worship. And I love I was thinking about this the other night. Actually, I was me and Pastor Brady was talking about this. And uh, today, again, the difference between praise and worship. We worship God for who he is, but we praise him for what he has done. Right. We worship him for who he is and we praise God for what he has done. So when we come into his presence, we come to church, we come to the altar. Of course, that's why we always have time of praise and worship. The Bible says David himself, King David says, I enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That's why we always start every service with praise and worship. Before we pray for anything, before we preach the Bible or teach, we want to come into God's presence and thank him and praise him and worship him. Well, it's also when we come into God's presence, a lot of times we repent. We ask God to forgive us and turn away because when we get into the presence of God, the Bible says that in his presence, the mountains melt like wax. 
So I believe that if the mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord, we might have some stuff in our hearts, some hardness in our hearts. And I believe when we get in the presence of the Lord, our hearts begin to melt. We begin to get convicted of maybe sin in our lives. And so as we come to the altar, we repent as well. Y'all still tracking with me? And then we also pray. Of course, when we come into God's presence, it's a great time to pray and to uh, seek the Lord with needs, with petitions, as we just did. And the last thing that, you know, of course, there's many things, but the last thing I want to point out as we continue on in Psalms in this vein, we must realize as we come into the presence of the Lord that he is our source for everything that we will ever need. The Lord God himself is the source of everything we will ever need. Look at Psalm 43, 4. It says this, there I go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. Now, this verse is specific. Uh, to God being our source of joy, but we know from Philippians 4.19 that he is the source of all that we need, right? Philippians 4.19 says this, and this same God, this was the Apostle Paul speaking, this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So when you look at something like that, and David says, I come to the altar. David understood, because he penned those words later, I come to your altar knowing that you're the source of all my joy. We must understand when we come to the altar, when we come to in God's presence, whatever it needs, and I don't mean just like physical needs, like I, got, I need healing, I got a headache, I got a broken marriage. Whatever the case may be, God is the source of everything that we need. It is him and him alone that is our source. So as we come to the altar, you're here tonight. I want to encourage you. Again, you're here, which is great. Uh, you know, uh, you're Again, it's kind of like those saying preaching to the choir. You're here the night before Thanksgiving. But I want to encourage you again as we continue on each and every day to continue to come and pursue to get into God's presence. Amen? Second thing uh, David says is to sing songs of thanksgiving. Now, some of y'all might check out on me right there. Sing songs of thanksgiving. You might be like me and you really don't feel like you can sing. Well, be encouraged. The Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord, right? So even if you can't sing, just try. Again, I, I, I you know, I, I was blessed by a, a worship leader that, that I had when we, we were youth pastors that talked. I said, man, you know, uh, I was singing one day and he said, well, you know, I, I made a comment that, hey, man, I know I can't sing. I don't know sound good. I said, hey, but the Lord knows that I sound good. Some of y'all have heard me talk about this. And he said, yeah, the Lord does think you sound good because he's not listening to your voice. He's listening to your heart. So it don't matter what your voice sounds like. Just as David says, I come singing songs of thanksgiving, you know, it doesn't matter. If your heart's full of thanksgiving and overflowing with thanksgiving, the Lord thinks it sounds good. It don't matter what everybody else around you thinks. Just tell them, bring some earplugs, and they'll be good, okay? <laughs> Psalm 26, 6 and 7, let's start our theme verse right here. Let's look at it again. He says, I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving. And again, that's obviously that's what we've done tonight. That's what we do every night and, and, and Sunday morning when we come before the Lord singing songs of thanksgiving. I love this. Look at Psalm 28, 7. You can tell I've been reading through Psalms, right? The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I love this. He says, I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. This is awesome. I burst out. And so it, this wasn't a premeditated like, man, at nine o'clock, I'm going to go worship. The Lord said, no, keep that up there, Doug, if you don't mind. All this stuff, he knew that, okay, man, he's meditating on who the Lord is. He's my strength and my shield. 
I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. You can tell his heart's filling up and then it's like it overflows and he bursts out in songs of thanksgiving, right? What's cool is when I read this the other morning, that had just literally happened to me that morning. I woke up. You ever just wake up with a song in your heart or kind of in your head and you're singing it, right? And the Lord had been, man, has been blessing me so much, and especially these last week and a half or so. And I just woke up and I was just singing to the Lord and I was, I was just praising and, and just kind of here and there. I went fix my coffee and then I went, you know, and then grabbed my Bible and I was reading. And finally, I was just like, man, I couldn't take it no more. I went and put on some worship and I full on started singing. And worshiping, right? And then I, I, I actually, and then I read this later. And I was like, man, that's, it's so cool how the Lord does that. I was like, that's, that's what just happened to me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't contain it, you know? And so, and, uh, the house was empty. And so I was just like, man, I'm about to cut loose up in here, you know? I burst out in songs of Thanksgiving. And, you know, we should do the same thing as well. Not only during the Thanksgiving holiday as well, right? Cause this, you might be thinking, Brandon, I really don't sing, man, even though I know the Lord and all that. I'm not a singer. I don't sing. Well, you can still give thanks to the Lord. It might not be a song of thanksgiving, but you can still give thanks to the Lord again and not just during Thanksgiving holiday, right? Listen, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this in the Amplified. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for your life, for you in Christ. Jesus. One of the aspects of God's will for our lives is to give thanks. And I'm going to just make a little plug right here for Pastor Kelly. Sunday, Pastor Kelly is going to be preaching on the will of God. So you don't want to miss that. Okay. So get ready for that. But this is one of the aspects of God's will is to continuously to be thankful. You've heard me say this the last few years, every time I, 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 I preach this service, but for the Christian, every day should be Thanksgiving day. It shouldn't just be the last Thursday in November, right? Every day should be Thanksgiving Day for the Christian. Every day, because this is God's will for our life, not just when things are going good and whatnot. So what is, I mean, first of all, we have so much to be thankful for, right? If you're sitting in this building tonight, your life might, to you, seem like it's falling apart. You still have a lot to be thankful for. I mean, our salvation, our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with others, our, our health. Maybe you might have some infirmity in your body, but our basic seeing and hearing and walking and talking and and whatnot, right? You got out of bed this morning. You probably drove here tonight. Clothes and food and a house, a car. And, and, and I know a lot of extras, right? A lot of extras that the Lord has blessed us with that we should be thankful for. What, what does the word thanksgiving actually mean? Let's look at that for a minute. Why, why does David say, I sing songs of thanksgiving? Well, well, let's look at it in the Greek, the Greek word thanksgiving that's used in the New Testament often like in, in Philippians 4, 6, where it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. The word thanksgiving that Paul uses in the Greek is, 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 is a compound of two words. The first word means good or well. It suggests a general good disposition or an overwhelmingly good feeling about something. The second word is the Greek word for grace. Isn't that interesting? Thanksgiving is the second part is, is the word for grace. When these two words are combined into one, they form the word thanksgiving. So this compound word describes an outpouring of grace and of wonderful feelings that freely flow, flow from their heart in response to someone or something. See, some, Thanksgiving is, is really not something really that we should even be prompted to do. Like all of our, us that are parents, you know, 
especially with smaller children, a lot of times we have to prompt them to give thanks, right? What do you say? How many times have you said that to your kids? What do you say? What do you say? Thank you. Thank you. know, but the, the actual, the word Thanksgiving, what, what Paul's saying is that Thanksgiving, that's why and to tie it back in, what Paul said here in the Greek is what makes sense of what David's saying there back in Psalms, that he burst out into songs of Thanksgiving, right? It says it, it freely flowed from his heart. You remember, he said it was just my heart was filled and I just, I couldn't contain it. I had to give thanks, right? And that's what, that's what David was saying in Psalms. And that's what Paul's saying here as well in Philippians. So not only should we give thanks to God for what he's done, because that's what that word is saying, like, man, we should overflow for what he's done and, and whatnot, but also what he's going to do. Man, I, I thank the Lord for in advance for things I'm believing and praying for that he's going to do. I'm, Lord, I thank you in advance. I heard one preacher say, Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. Your credit is good with us. I remember hearing, and I like that. Your credit is good with me. I'm going to thank you in advance for what you're going to do, Lord. And we should also be thankful, again, in good times and in bad. Let's go back to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. He says no matter what. He's, he's, he's making, I love how the Amplified says it because he's making sure, yeah, but what about here? Yeah, but. Yeah, but you don't know what's going on. Yeah, but you don't know what happened. You may have, but you don't know how this year has been in every situation. And even, I like that, no matter what the circumstance is, there's no wiggle room there, right? What he's saying is even in the, the most horrible situation, there's something to give thanks for. Now, sometimes when you feel like you, you, you're going through it, you got to look for it, but there is something to be thankful for. You can always look at something that we can be thankful for, and, and then we do it. And, and, and why, why is one of the reasons, the last thing I want to say about Thanksgiving is that being thankful is a way that we honor the Lord. It's a way that we honor him. Look at Psalm 69, 30. It says this, then I will praise God's name with singing and I will honor him with thanksgiving. You know, and that's why, again, you know, every time you say, uh, before you eat a meal, you bow your head, even if it's very simple, you bow your head, Lord, I thank you for this food, actually bless it. We thank you for, you're, you're giving honor to the Lord. It might seem simple, or a little token prayer to bless the food. I don't believe it's a token prayer to the Lord. I believe you're honoring him every time you do that. Every time you take a few seconds and bow your head and, and bless the meal before you do that. Or, or thank the Lord for something that's, that's happening in your life or that you're doing or something major, you know. Psalm 50, 23 says this. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. This is the Lord speaking. He was talking to the children of Israel and saying, hey, listen, it, I, I don't want sacrifices of, of goats and bulls and all this stuff that y'all doing. If you want to give me a sacrifice, give me a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You see, and sometimes let's go back to giving thanks in everything. Sometimes it'll feel like a sacrifice when you feel like you don't have nothing to be thankful for. It feels like it's a sacrifice, but again, there's always something to be thankful for. And when we, every time we thank the Lord for something, we are honoring him. Amen? And then the third thing he says, he says, and, and I encourage you, tell others about the Lord and his great wonders. Psalm 26, verses 6 through 7. Again, he says, I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your Wonders, You know, I, I say this every year as well. If you come to these services or around the holidays, even Christmas going to be right around the corner, which by the commercials on TV, you would think Christmas has been here for a month already. 
That's a whole nother soapbox thing. Have you noticed that, that they just skip over Thanksgiving altogether now? Right after Halloween, it was like Christmas commercials right away. You know, it's just, have you noticed that it seems like more this year, right? And so anyway, that's soapbox. I'm done with that. But throughout the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I always, it, it, this is a great time to be a witness for the Lord. Because you're going to be around probably a lot of family members that you see probably once or twice a year. And, and a lot of them don't know the Lord. A lot of them are going to be lost. And you can look at it. You can go into tomorrow thinking like, okay, I'm going to have to be around Uncle uh, uh, Ed. And I don't like him and how he acts and how he talks and how he drinks and the way he, you know, gets rowdy or criticizes or whatever. But you know what? Instead of going into it with, with like grudgingly and dreading it, man, go into it with the mindset of, of David. I'm going to tell others about who the Lord is and, and his, his, all his wonders. Amen? Look what Jesus said to a man he had just set free, had set a, a, a man free from demonic oppression for years. And this man wanted to follow Jesus and go everywhere Jesus was going at the time. But look what Jesus said in Mark 5, 19. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. I love that. And he was specific. That's why I like using the scripture for the holidays because usually you're around family. He says, go home and tell your family. Man, sometimes we love, we go on the mission field uh, overseas and preach the gospel. But man, it's hard to go home and tell your family about the Lord, right? It's hard to just go across the street sometimes and, and to tell your neighbor about the Lord. But listen, when you're sitting around that table tomorrow, maybe just hanging out after or watching football or doing whatever you, you're doing for, for Thanksgiving, you know, you don't always have to tell people. Just sometimes when they see the difference in your life, that you're li living differently than they are. They notice that, that something is different for you. I know before I got saved, when I, I noticed, especially when my brother got saved, there was a, a, a drastic change in his life. My brother was one of the meanest dudes I knew. And when he got saved, he, he was like, he was actually started being nice to me. I'm like, what, what happened to you, you know? And he began to tell me that he got saved and all this stuff. And he made a 180 degree turn. I knew there was something different about him. When I come to church, I knew there was something different about you people over here, you know? It's like, what's different about them people at the at church over there, you know? And so, and it was genuine, you know? It was, there was a genuine, like, a joy and this happiness that people seem fulfilled and whatnot. And so, when you get around lost loved ones, your family members, our strangers or neighbors, whoever, you know, they're going to want to know what the difference is in your life. And when they begin to ask them, you can begin to tell them what the difference is. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and listen, I love how Jesus says, go and tell uh, to home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you. That's being a witness. When the, a witness in the court of law, all a witness does when a witness takes the stand, he tells his side of the story of what he saw, right? So when we're a witness, all you're doing, you don't have to know all the Bible. You don't have to have all the answers. You just begin to tell them all that the Lord has done in your life. Has the Lord done some wonderful things in your life? Has the Lord made a difference in your life? You don't have to be a theologian or a Bible scholar. You can be like the man I love. One of the most shortest and powerful messages in the Bible is the man that got healed was blind. And he was, he was talking to the Pharisees and they were the theologians of the day and knew all the law and everything. And they were asking him what happened and how Jesus touched him. He said, look, I don't know about all that. All I know is this. I was blind. Now I can see. That is one of the sh most shortest, powerful. Because guess what? 
he was just being a witness. He didn't know all kinds. Jesus had just healed him, miraculously healed the man that was born blind. And he just knows this Jesus touched me and my life is drastically different. That's what it means to be a witness. And you could begin to tell them, like this man told of his wonders, like, man, this Jesus delivered me. This God was delivered from the demons. And he, man, he went around and told people what the Lord had done for them. So, you know, and, and again, kind of going back to the second point, you can also be a witness by the way you honor the Lord through thanksgiving. Again, it could be, hey, maybe you should offer to I don't, bless the meal, maybe. Or, you know, maybe you, may, they might call on you. They might know that, that you're, the, you know, you're that person in the family and they want you to, to, to pray over the meal or, or to do something. Just the way you carry yourself, just the way you act. You don't even have to, you know, because sometimes, let me say this, sometimes not everybody's ready for you to just tell them the, about the gospel, right? I, you know, some people are at different stages of, of where they're going to receive, but it might just be the way that you act, the way that you live, the way you carry yourself, the tomorrow and the days ahead. And, and again, you might not be, you know, uh, the, 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 like everybody else being rowdy and drinking and maybe cussing and, and dipping and spitting and doing all that stuff, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe just the way that, that you act. You can, you can honor the Lord just right where you at and the things you do. You know, it was cool just last week. I, I got to um, uh, do some duck hunting with a pastor friend of mine, and, 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 and we were down in the marsh. And, and uh, uh, one, after the first day of, of hunting, there was a bunch, there's a bunch of guys out there uh, that don't know the Lord. Uh, that, that was very obvious uh, that they didn't know the Lord. And so um, my pastor friend has a friend that was a connection, how we got to go hunting down there. And after we had finished cleaning all the birds and everything, uh, and he had told me that, he said, man, one of the things, even the friend that he has that has the lease down there, and these were some other guys that were there, that were neighbors to their lease, and they were all cleaning ducks together. And he told me that, you know, last year when we went, he said, man, you know, this is a great connection. He actually hooks this guy up with some deer hunting, and he lets, you know, my pastor friend go and duck hunt whenever he wants. And he said, man, I'm, my, this is great. It's a great place to go duck hunt, one of the, I mean, best places in South Louisiana to hunt. He said, but, you know, I'm trying to win these people to the Lord. I'm trying to win them to the Lord. And so we're sitting there going back. We're just finishing up cleaning the birds and everything. And we're just talking. And they're kind of, you know, just, they, they know we're pastors. And they're kind of picking and making fun a little bit and telling jokes about church and stuff. And, you know, just going on and on. And my pastor friend just said, hey, guys, before we leave, you know, the, the, the season's just starting. Now let's, let's pray over this season. Let's just pray and ask the Lord to bless the rest of this, this hunting season. And, and, and they all right. They took off their hats and everything. And, man, you know, Brother Glenn just just started praying, praying over them. And, Lord, thank you for the, your great creation and that we get to en enjoy and the harvest of the land and everything. And, and just prayed over these guys. And, and man, after all, they, they cussing and talking and all that. But when he asked to pray, they reverently bowed their heads and they, they received that prayer. And that's his way of just being a witness, right? You know, it can be that as simple as that. They know that, hey, man, we love duck hunting like you guys do and, and whatnot and everything. But, but in this moment, instead of cursing and talking about all this craziness and, di the, you know, different remarks they were making, sitting there drinking their beer, instead, you know, my pastor friend bowed his head and honored the Lord, thanked the Lord for the bountiful harvest and asked him to bless them the rest of the year. That's being a witness. You think you could do something like that? Right? Amen. That's, that's being a witness. So just seeing different things like that, doing different things. Look, I just want to encourage you. As we wrap it up before we take communion, let's continue to do these three things again, not just during Thanksgiving holiday, but every day, right? Just continue to come into the Lord's presence. Whether you're here at church, I, I encourage you to try to get into the Lord's presence every day at your house at some point during the day. You know, sing songs of Thanksgiving. Come on. Even if you don't think you can sing, you know, wait till everybody's gone. Turn on your worship and then just begin to sing to the Lord, right? 
you know, and you get to a point where you don't care if people's around anymore, right? It don't, it, it won't, it won't even matter. And then just continue to just have the mindset, man, how can I honor the Lord today when I'm around people that don't know him? How can I just live my life differently than him? I mean, you ain't got to be crazy. You ain't got to be cheesy. You ain't, you know, you, you ain't, you ain't got to try so hard. I, fi- I find that when you try sometimes the, the hardest to do something, it don't work anyway. When, when you just pray and you're, you're constantly in a state of, Lord, who do you want me to touch today? Who you want me to be a witness to? Who can I, you know, and you just, man, you, you meet people that I love the scripture where Paul says, I become all things to all men that I may win some. You know, I, you know, I, I just love you find common ground. Like for us the other day, it was, it was through duck hunting and, and it might be, you might have friends that you work with or you might have soccer mom friends, people that are, you know, in the same musicians or whatever the case may be, you find some kind of common ground. And I promise you, if you continue to pray, build relationships with these people, the Lord will give you a way to be able to tell them about, about the gospel and the Lord Jesus, all that he's done for you and all his great wonders. Amen. So I just want to encourage you to, if you have a to-do list before tomorrow and through the holidays, add these three things to your list and move them to the top. Amen? All right, so in a minute here, we're going we're gonna to have communion together. Um, and I, I want to read a scripture in Matthew 26, and uh, verses 26 through 28. Uh, it says this, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. You know, we see here, why do we have communion during Thanksgiving? Well, we see here that, that, that Thanksgiving is a part of communion, right? When you have communion, you know, part of it is we're giving thanks to the Lord for all that he's done, right? From the, be- from, from the beginning, thanking the Lord for the cross. How many of y'all are thankful for the cross? Thankful for our salvation, uh, again, as well as everything he's done, everything he's doing now, and everything that he is going to do. And so as they're getting ready, and we're, as we're going to get ready here in a minute, you know, as we talk about the cross and salvation, being thankful and communion, as you look at this this. You know, you might be a guest here today and, and maybe, you know, church or Christianity is a little new to you. And, and, and why do we have communion? Well, we have communion, Jesus said, and it is to give thanks to God because the purpose of communion, it's, it's symbolic. Just like the altar was symbolic of, of the presence of God. Well, eating the bread is symbolic, he said, of his body, which was given up for us. In, in other words, Jesus hung on the cross and his body was beaten and tortured and bruised. For us, Isaiah says, by his stripes or his wounds, we are healed and that we need physical healing. We need emotional healing. And Jesus died on the cross and gave up his body for that. Then we drink the cup and we drink a symbolic of remembering the blood. It says, take this cup, which is the blood of the new covenant. And the blood of Jesus is what forgives us, washes us of all of our sins. The Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. And he says, even though that our sins were as red as crimson, that he would make them as white as snow. And he did this supernaturally through the blood that was shed on the cross on Calvary over 2,000 years ago. That's one of the main things that we should, the main thing we should be thankful for, amen? And that we're going to be remembering and celebrating tonight as we take communion. But before we do that, I want you to just go ahead and bow your head with me. Let's, let's pray. If you're in here tonight and you say, Brandon, you know, I don't know if I'm right with God. 
you know, one of the things we could be thankful for is if you know God, you could be thankful that you're going to spend eternity with the Lord in heaven. But with every eye bowed and, and, and every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, Brandon, you know, I'm not sure if I'm right with God. I don't know if, if, if today was my last day here on this earth. Where would you spend eternity? The Bible makes it clear that, that we're going to either spend eternity in heaven with the Lord or in hell separated from God for eternity. Now, you might say, man, why, why would God send anybody to hell? Well, you know, God doesn't send anybody to hell. Matter of fact, God has done everything in his power to keep us out of hell. Matter of fact, if you end up in hell, you have to step over Jesus to get there. He sent his son to die on the cross in our place. We broke God's laws. We sinned. And Jesus came down and died on the cross to take our place, our punishment, and our penalty. The Bible makes it clear. If we, if we believe in him the bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord you will be saved he also says to come to him and repent of our sins which means to turn away from our sins and ask the lord to forgive us so with every head bowed again every eye closed if you say brandon i don't know if i'm right with god i don't know if i die tonight if i would spend eternity with the lord but i want to be sure i want to be forgiven of my sins nobody's looking around if that's you and you say brandon i need to get right with god i want to i, I want to give my life to the lord tonight i need to get I need to be right with God. Just slip up your hand, and I want to pray with you. If that's you, just slip up your hand, and we're going to pray together. I see your hand, sir. Anybody else? I see your hand over here, ma'am. Thank you, Jesus. I see your hand in the back. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else in the middle right here? There's hands going up. Thank you, Father God. I see your hand over here. Young people raising their hand. What a blessing. So awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I did this on a Wednesday night just like this about 15 and a half years ago. So I'm rejoicing with you. My life changed on a Wednesday night, very similar, in this exact same building on a night like tonight. For everyone that raised your hand, I just want to lead you in a simple prayer, and all of us are going to pray this together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I am thankful that you love me and that you died on the cross for me. Lord, I believe and I trust that you came to save me. Now, Lord Jesus, I ask that you would forgive me of my sins and that you would wash me clean. Lord, I ask that you would save me and that you would help me to live for you all the days of my life. Give me the grace and give me the strength to do this and to tell others about what you've done for me and how merciful you've been to me tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, why don't we celebrate with these that just made a decision to give their life to the Lord. Yes, amen. Hey, listen, for all of you that raise your hand and you pray that prayer maybe for the first time or, or you, you maybe just rededicated your life to the Lord, there's a card in the pew in front of you. It has a green strip on the top, and it says, I made a decision. Take about 30, 45 seconds to fill that card out and do me a favor and you can drop it uh, off in the lobby or in one of the, the, um, in the info center or one of the boxes on your way out. And uh, we want to just get your name. We're not going to harass you. We just want to pray with you and stand with you uh, uh, and, uh, in the days to come and help you on your journey. If you need a Bible, you can go to the lobby and info center will give you a Bible if you need one. So this is what we're going to do now. we got a couple of couples that are going to help us out of those couples that Pastor Rob talked to. If you want to go ahead and come up and stand at each table, uh, we're going to have some people here just to help us. And, and this is what we're going to do tonight. Uh, if you haven't been to one of these services, um, we're just going to take some time and, 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 and you're going to come up 
uh, kind of first, you know, starting with the first row first. And you can either go back to your seat or maybe slip off in a corner somewhere. And as the rows, uh, as, as it clears out, you can come up with your family if you're here with some friends. And just listen, you know, take a piece of bread, take a cup of juice and uh, go back to your seat or maybe slip off to the corner and, and just pray together. Just maybe talk about what you're thankful for and, and maybe pray together. One of you may take the lead and pray together. I'm going to pray over you right now uh, and, and just really pray a corporate blessing. And once you come up and you have your communion and you, you, you have communion with your family or your friends or whoever you're with, you're dismissed after that. I'm going to close pray a closing prayer right now. And so, again, after you're done with communion, you can hang around and we're going to have some live worship going. You can stay in worship for a little bit. Or, or, and, or you can just go ahead and head out after this. So, so let's go ahead and pray. Father, we are so thankful. I'm thankful for, for my salvation, for you saving me, loving me, and forgiving me. I'm thankful, Father, for my, my, my family, my wife and my children, and my church family, Lord, here tonight. All my brothers and sisters that are here with us, that I came to, to, to just give you thanks and come in your presence, Lord. Give us the strength, the grace, and the anointing to, to be a strong witness and to tell others about you. And that we continue to sing songs of thanksgiving. As we come before you, we thank you for the body uh, and blood of, of, of Jesus that was shed on the cross. And as we eat this bread and drink this cup tonight, we are remembering what you've done on the cross. And like you said, Lord Jesus, we are announcing that you're coming back again. We are looking forward to your return, Lord, full of hope and enthusiasm. So I thank you for everyone here today. I pray you would bless them this evening, tomorrow, on Thanksgiving Day with their families, and the days to come. Be with them, our God, as they go tonight as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, you can begin to start making your way up here and grabbing the elements. And as you take communion, be blessed this evening.